conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome. Man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end No Fridays for me, tune in Please listen to this podcast 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 Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a Few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan, and this is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What we doing today, bro? Oh man, we talking about music as a collaborative effort and we're going to get into uh, a movie maybe some people have seen or maybe they haven't seen but the hip-hop project we got one of the people that was directly involved with the project here with us a few Tane clan member but really a family member Facts. of the show lou helen from bx <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so, so he's he gonna give us some good insight and some behind the scenes um, knowledge on what was going on with the hip hop project and talk about that in terms of music being a collaborative effort and some of what was going on with that that you may won't see in the um, documentary or the, the movie. Facts. Fact. First, I appreciate you being on here, Lou. You know what I'm saying? Man, um, it's always, always a pleasure to be with you, brothers, man. I definitely, uh, definitely love the energy. Love the platform um, and the direction that you guys are going, and it's always entertaining and delightful. So it's definitely a pleasure and an honor to be here, man. Appreciate that, family. Appreciate it. Uh, first thing I want to do because I took the time to watch the movie today, the Hip Hop Project. I, um, I took, I didn't get to watch the entire thing, but I could say I watched seventy-five to eighty percent of it. Uh, okay. And that that joint is. I wished I had seen it way before the day. Mm-hmm. But I, I will tell you, that I will see the it, the whole thing today before the day is over with because it's a dope movie, yo. It's a dope movie. If if everybody out there has got time, I mean, you got time, shit. But uh, <laughs> right. if you if you look if you looking for something that you haven't seen and you love uh, you love hip hop, you love good energy, um, you love growth. And progression in life and, 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 and overcoming obstacles. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna keep it real handy with y'all. This is one of the this is this is one of the realest movies from the heart movies I've seen in a long time. You know what I mean? And it damn it, it, it jerked the tail out of nigga earlier today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? A couple, actually, I ain't even gonna front. I don't, you know what I'm saying? If I if good art get me, you see yeah. what I'm saying? It's so a good art to get me, you know what I mean? So I shed a couple tears earlier watching this movie. So um Outside of collaboration, you get a lot from this movie. You know what I'm saying? You definitely get the collaboration, but I think you'll be able to speak to the deeper level of collaboration that you get from it. Absolutely. Um, based on this conversation. But yeah, so talk to us about, uh, you got anything you want to ask, Ali? You know what I'm saying? So we can get a little background. Oh, yeah. So how, so one, how did you get involved with the hip hop project? 
Okay, well, the Hip Hop Project actually uh, was an organization, a youth organization that actually started as uh, called Art Start. And so Art Start was pretty much like a youth organization that was started by this individual by the name of, um, damn, what's homie's name? Uh, Scott Rose, no, not Scott, what's his name? Yeah, his name is Scott Rosenberg. <clears throat> and uh, he collaborated with one of his uh, fellow high school classmates, which was Kazi. So Kazi used to go to the high school that I went to, but he was he was of the older class. So, you know, when I yeah. was like in the 10th, 11th grade, he had already graduated maybe like four, five, six years prior from when I was mm-hmm. in school. Um, and so it was kind of a situation where they wanted to like give back to the community in the aspect of, Let's let's get these some some of these artistic folks. But how are we going to get, uh, you know, these younger individuals to want to come to our to our program or to like what is so um, dynamic about what we have to offer that um, will make them want to come? So they basically yeah. came through with these flyers like, yo, if you're a rapper, you got bars. This was like back in like the the mid late nineties. Like you know, if you guys you guys got bars, you guys want to produce your own album. This is where it's at. And so everybody came through to the organization, but it was like you had singers, you had rappers, you had you had poets, um, and a host of other people that had like a good uh, variation of of the arts. So we we yeah. came through. But it wasn't exactly what we thought. I mean, you had these ciphers where people were like, you know, freestyling and, you know, people were battling and stuff like that. But then it kind of turned more into, okay, let's sit down and really get into the fundamentals of what some of you all are saying in your raps. We got there and it was like a small office. It was nothing the way it was portrayed on the flyer. And I guess overall, that's that's what they wanted to do. They tried to make it They basically just highlighted something in a way that it really wasn't just to get us there and once we got there we were we were glued you know what i'm saying we started listening to like the approach that they were saying as far as like i when you start expressing yourself musically are you really living this are you really shooting your gun are you really doing that and that's kind of that's kind of how that was like the the backdrop before it even got to the hip-hop project it started with art start which was a, a youth organization for those to express themselves in the art all right okay cool so when we get off of this call i'm gonna send you something i don't know if you i don't know if you've uh i think we really just started following each other on social right okay so but i'm gonna i'm gonna send you something because in 2017 i did a pitch to uh to to win grant money for a program we were trying to set up okay uh in 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 raleigh north carolina in southeast actually uh and what you just said was almost verbatim what my pitch was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was almost, I mean, I mean, like literally the, the concept, hook them with the music, give them uh, tools to be better citizens for the community. Right. Right. That, that was literally what, the, what it was. Um, yeah. So I wish I had seen, like I said earlier, I wish I had seen this movie earlier in life. You know what I mean? Because if I'd have seen this movie when we got that money, because we won, we won a nice little bit of money. But if I had seen this movie when we got that money, it would have, it would have taught me what to do with the money. I would have been able to handle it a lot better. Because I would have stuck to my, and just just to share real quick, I would have stuck to my, uh, not only artistic 
but my fundamental goals with helping. Right. That would have been, but but I got pushed off my path. Not and they were trying to do well, but I got pushed off my path towards money. You see what I'm saying? And and chasing sustainability faster than I did helping. Right. Well, brother, you, you know, know you know how they say, man. You know, hindsight is 2020. You know, because um, there's a lot of stuff that uh, you know went on you know, with the hip hop project overall that I kind of feel like that to this day, like had I known this or had we known that, you know, so not, 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 not to interrupt what you were saying, but I just wanted to ch- mm-hmm. chime in on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it, it, it still helped to see it today because I'm, it's, I'm not done with that idea. I'm not done doing it. You know what I mean? Just because it didn't fly the first time the way I like for it to do like for it to, I think the idea did my execution didn't. Mm-hmm. So all I gotta do is try it again. Right, that's it. Yeah. You know I mean, it's re-execute. The idea yeah, is fine. That's you know it. I mean? it's, it's, right, yeah. change execution. So we off and running again, and and seeing this movie, and I think this conversation is definitely gonna help with that a lot. Right. I, so I I appreciate it already. Absolutely. But um, yeah. So because you know more than I do, Alan, I'll let you lead again. With uh, where we head next? Oh, so I I want to. It's funny. I don't want to. Uh, totally like skip over like any any main parts of the story Mm -hmm. but i do want to get i i do want to know how how did it go from how did it go from art start to bruce willis presenting the hip-hop project and then i want to talk about the music right right oh man so you know basically you know it started off as i said you know we started to come through and when we started to come through uh, through Art Start, it was almost like a process of elimination. But the process of elimination were people eliminating themselves because it was like at a certain pe- at a certain point, people were like, "Man, this stuff ain't what we thought it was supposed to be." I thought I was here to make an album. I thought I was here to do X, Y, and Z, which ultimately was the overall goal. But it was more yeah. of like, I right, well, before we get to that, we got to go through some steps and get through some understanding before we go through that. Because everybody wants to be the artist, but nobody really understands artist development. You understand? Mm-hmm. Right. So we would have these, you know, these sessions, you know, like every, you know, like every Thursdays or Fridays, like after school. And then like what started off with like 40 people, you start seeing 31 then it was like 27 and then like ultimately down to those who remain which was myself uh my boy divine uh princess um you had uh Gyotoki, uh my boy ty um canon uh shamika and that was pretty much for the for the most part and of course there was verse my boy verse right so it was about eight yeah. of us kazi was pretty much like <laughs> We were like Voltron, so Kazi was like the head, you know, mm-hmm. and the rest were the body. You had a few others that came in, but this is pretty much the foundation. So that's pretty yes. much um, how we formed into the into right. ultimately the hip hop project. So Kazi used to be a rapper um, back in the days, and so he had a lot of established uh, relationships with people in the industry that were basically, you know, kind of like do favors for him. So it would be like, listen. I got this this group um, that I'm working with. You know, I kind of want to teach him the mechanics of the industry and, and the actual breakdown, what this looks like. So he was set up meetings. Like, I remember one time he took the crew to uh, Rockefeller Records. You know what I'm saying? This was like back when 
Jay-Z and Rockefeller was back on 14th and Union Square in New York. For those who remember and been to that office, they used to have this, uh, I forgot what floor they were on, but they were basically in the same building Relativity Records was in. So they had this door, this gray door that had like dust on the top. Somebody wrote with their finger platinum. So I'm just throwing that out there just to let us know how far back we go. And if people really remember that, they don't know what we're talking about. So wow. we, I wasn't there that day, but my, but, but Kazi recorded it because this was like around the time I was getting ready to transition to college. So I was buckling down with my schoolwork and stuff, but they ended up going to Rockefeller Records. So, you know, we was asking them a bunch of questions as far as the industry, you know, Jay-Z was there playing pool, answering questions <laughs> as far as like, you know, what it is to be an artist, X, Y, and Z, um, you know, Sway from Sway in the Morning came through. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. He came through, you know, uh, who else, man? Russell Simmons. We would go to, to the Def Jam office and it was basically just getting an understanding of mechanics, what it takes to become, the work progress or or, or the work process, rather, mm-hmm. and then using that information to establish it for our everyday personal lives as far as trying to become a rapper (laughs) so what we started to do at that point once we started to get the the mechanics and the fundamentals you know we would do shows we would go to libraries you know where they had talent shows then we would uh go to open mic sessions and we would then from that point we would build rapports or certain relationships with individuals that got connections with like oh you know what you know, uh, Singular Wireless is doing a commercial for blah, blah, blah. And they kind of had a pitch where they were looking for rappers. And it was like a snowball effect. And and, be- yeah, and before yeah. you know it, this thing caught so much attention because we even they even did a segment on us on the news. And once this thing got to a certain point where we would have like galas or fundraisers, some way, somehow, I don't, I don't really remember exactly how, Bru- how this fell on Bruce Willis's lap, but Bruce Willis yeah. came through. And ultimately, he donated a studio to the organization because, you know, dealing with eight different people when you and you trying to record, you know, these studio sessions become very expensive. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's basically how he came on board, which is was to um, donate a studio for individuals that he saw trying to do the arts. Mm. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's dope. Okay. That's now that's incredible. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, the whole process, not just the Bruce Willis part, but the, 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 you know what I mean? Having the connects and using them that way. You know I mean? Because yeah. he could have used those connects to do anything. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? He could have used those connects to do a lot of different things, but to use those connects to do that, you know what I mean? The, that, the karma is Bruce Willis finding out about it and donating the studio. And that's interesting because he, he ultimately changed his name to Karmakazi. So that's... Right. I'm literally looking wow. at it on the screen. Uh, and, and, yo, I was about to say that. I'm on the screen looking at Chris Karmakazi role. Right, right. Wow. So you think, okay. Yeah, we on point over here. We do... <laughs> yeah, we, we do... We do... The universe is in line over here. But, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because uh, I'm telling you, because this conversation right here is changing things on my end. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for real, and, like, and that's what yeah. and that's what it's supposed to do, man. You know, you got to remember, like around the time we was coming out, like we, you know, we all formulated like in the late '90s. But around the time we were we were working and developing, you know, hip hop was in a very um, stagnant direction, meaning mm-hmm. that the the topic of discussion and rap was very linear, man. It was always about who was the hardest, who was the killer. 
who did what time in prison, how much time was served, who <laughs> who wasn't the snitch. Yeah, yeah. And so okay. so that's where I thought I, I found the benefit of this organization because it really challenged us to write different narratives and different perspectives yeah. based on our reality. And so a lot of us were going through a lot of personal things in our lives, but no, everybody was bypassing the personal experiences that people could identify with, with mm -hmm. trying to meet the status quo of what the street dudes was talking about. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So right. Yeah. I, I, I battled with that because, you know, as a young man, you know, this kind of goes back to um, what, what you were saying earlier, you know, as far as like, you know, you know, hindsight being 2020, you know, I see that now, but in, in that moment, you know, it was a lot of creative friction, you know, between me and Kazi, because, you know, Kazi basically had the agenda of, okay, this is where I'm trying to take y'all. But a lot of times in my raps, I was talking about things that, that just wasn't my reality. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people are scared to venture off and really become who they're supposed to be because you're so caught up in what the masses is doing. You don't want to challenge yourself to be a trendsetter, but you could, you could, you know, easily become a fad. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had this conversation. We had a, we had a. That was slightly part of our conversation yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's and 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 I definitely uh, battled with that when I was younger, writing. Like you towed the line with being as realistic with who you are, and still being gangster enough to be credible in the marketplace. Right. Right. Right, you know what I mean? Because you you aware what how gangster you got to be to be in the marketplace? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I mean, you're a gangster. You're, you're aware of how gangster the marketplace is. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 That's which is which is a nutso thing to say. <laughs> That's crazy how how gangster the marketplace is. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, but and you're aware of that, so you toe the line, and it was it. I think it's it's funny that you say you 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 struggle with it. And, and struggle with the relationship with him and when he was trying to get you to go. And I think I was having a struggle with, on my end, it's like, okay, I'm going to say this as harshly as possible, but maybe I'm just painting a picture of what I see harshly. Yeah. You see what I'm right, saying? Right, right, and it's, and it's And it's, I'm not necessarily saying, when I say we, I'm, it's a collective we as right. black youth. Mm. Mm. It's kind of how I was, how, how I was, because I was in certain situations, you see what I'm saying? But I wasn't nearly, I wasn't hustling every day. I wasn't toting gun every day. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but I was in situations, but I just, I yeah. wasn't no gangster. Right, right. Yeah, you had to flash the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because, you know, that, that's real, you know, not, you know, like I'm born and raised in a hood, but just because I'm, I'm born and raised in it doesn't necessarily mean that I live that life. And I think that some people think that they automatically are given a pass to, say certain things or or conduct themselves as if just because you come from that environment i mean listen man the best of us come from those environments but that doesn't mean that we succumb to it but at, in the same vein right. of what alan was saying is like you know just because you know it doesn't mean that we grew up like saints of course we dibbled and dabbled and stuff like that i'm pretty yeah. sure but you know yeah. it's really at the end of the day about just accepting your own and being yourself man that's really what it boils down to Mm -hmm. And being able right. to express that self eloquently, 
and no and then knowing how to market it in the gang, in against the marketplace meaning how do i know that the industry is basically have this dominant narrative but i mm. am trying to be myself how do i market myself and maneuver and still be successful as an artist staying true to the expression of who i right. am right and that's the right. Challenge. And now and now you see that that's the that's the theme now where everybody is like, listen, what sells is your own, your natural personality. You see, this is what Dame Dash is pushing. He gets paid to what? To be himself. You see Cardi Cardi B, in my humble opinion, what really has taken this sister over the top is the fact that people love her personality, her sense of humor and how she jokes around. Yeah, and and yeah. that kind of sticks out more than the actual music itself. So the personality and who they really are is the actual brand that keeps these people in the loop. You know, that's what it is now. But back in the days in rap, man, everything was just one particular image and one, and one particular standard that was supposed to yeah. be accepted by everybody. And now right. it's like, you know, a lot of these folks have grown up and, you know, they've been able to look back in hindsight and say, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of did things the, the, the wrong way, but now this is the right way to do it. So, right. I, right. Th I think there's two different ways. I think there's two ways to look at that. Right. So and because I, I agree for the most part, I agree, yeah. I agree, I agree for one part. But then there's another sector because we have this is part, touched on that conversation that we had also. There's a percentage of product that's being pushed today. We're not we're going to categorize in two different things: um, commoditized art, and then we're going to call one part product. And the mm. and the product is all. What was your hook from yesterday? Drip, oh. drip, whip, <laughs> drip, chick, <whip>. chick, uh, <laughs> gun. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's yeah. right. That's all they talk about right now. Drip, right. whip, chick, gun, chick, drugs, drugs. That's what it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So like that's like eighty percent of the content for the marketplace, and all of those people are pretty much selling the same person with a slightly different quirk. You see what I mean? Right. But then yeah. at the then when you have what we might call art commoditized, I mean commodified, is your J. Cole's and your Kendrick's and your even your Drake's, where they sell a specific, they sell who they are as a commodity. You know what I mean? Product, but you know, the music part is the commodity, but it's still them. Right. Yeah. Right. And and it and it it does attach itself. Cardi B would be in that. Right. In that uh in that in that like it's the same people that you name. But the the narrative is different, and it's and it's more based on who they are, which is different than the gangster thing that was being driven back in the day, and the dripped out druggy that's being delivered today. Right, right. Yeah, dripped out druggy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, and that's just, but but you spoke to a thing a little bit earlier when you said true artist development. And I think going from true artist development, that might flip us into our conversation that we came here for initially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. On, and, and with, yeah, absolutely does. True artist uh, development. Um, because you, you, you were saying how, Lou, how, you all wanted to make an album. Everybody wanted to make an album, but really nobody really knew kind of the science behind how to do right. it or how to develop as an artist to know how to make an album. Right. Right. And that's what leads into, takes us into that particular segment of dealing with art music um, 
as a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the first things I wanted to like kind of mention, well, ask you actually, is how many songs did you all, if any, did you all do together? Whether it was four of you all or two or three of you all, like... Um, I don't remember. You know, I don't remember I, like an exact number. I just know. I, okay. I do know that we we had several songs on a collaborative on a collaborative tip. But everybody may may not have always made the cut, or or, or if yeah. not the cut, just not the song because it's kind of hard to every mm-hmm. song you guys are doing. There's eight rappers on it or nine. Right. It's like the Wu Tang. Right. Exactly. Right. So so yeah. So you pretty much answered it right there. It was pretty much like the Wu Tang in that context that you know we you might you might have a song where it's like four of us, then the next song it might be five, then the next song might be three. And that's mm-hmm. how we were able to, you know, get a variation of songs out. For sure. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. For sure. And you mentioned the learning curve, like that was like the artist development part was the was like the learning curve for you for you all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you could just like, like yeah, from that whole process, kind of. I mean, you can speak on whatever aspect, but like, what was some of the things that you learned in working with the other artists, chemistry wise, learning who you gel with, mm-hmm. um, even to you know. Uh, engineer or the producer wise man that's a that's an excellent question man and that's that's kind of like a a few answers i have for that you know a lot of that stuff as an artist man the more the more you develop yourself you start to see that energy and vibrations is real you know you might come in a room and meet somebody for the first time and just off that initial uh meet and greet that person just might be in a particular place where their energy rubs you a certain way and it's like, yo, it's something mm. about this person. I don't know what it is, but I'm not feeling. And it's not that you're a hater. It's just that chemistry is real. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Um, you know, going to the the um, the learning curve aspect also, if, if I'm answering your question correctly, um, is mm. really understanding what goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't don't display. And to a degree... You know, it's like the art of war. You you take something that's difficult, but you make it look easy. So behind the scenes, I'm learning, you know, diet. How 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 good is your diet? How good is your workout regimen? Because now when you want, when they're giving you a, a a show, all right, you guys got 15 minutes to perform. Are you gonna are you right. gonna be winded winded by the time you reach <laughs> your fourth minute, and you got another 11 minutes to go on stage? So the importance yeah. of diet. Um, the importance of, you know, just uh, keeping a good workout regimen, um, the science of knowing who to collaborate with, right? Yeah, because, speak on that. Bro, yeah. listen, I think right now we're in an age and time where we have compromised the integrity of collaborations. Like, I don't know about mm. y'all, but I come from the era, the mixtape era, as far as like back in like the early 90s where like, you know, Ron G, SNS, Kick a Pre, Clue. Yeah, yeah. And bro, I'm telling you, man, when we used to go to these stores to get these uh, DJ mixtapes, when you would read, okay, this this is the these are the new songs that they have on a mixtapes, it was almost like you were watching a coming attraction to a movie where collaborations actually meant something. 
So if you you, you yeah. see a mixtape, it'll be like, yo, Mob Deep featuring Method Man. You'd be like, holy shit, I gotta, holy I, shit. I gotta get this yeah. right here. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> right. people collab right. people collaborated in a way where it was suspenseful and it made sense. But nowadays it just feels like everybody is just collaborating for the sake of like, listen. This person got a, you know, let, let's just take a person like Drake. You know, Drake got a crazy following. Drake, uh, you know, if he if his verse is on one of your tracks, you could pretty much say you're going to get what you're looking for. And people, people are now doing collaborations based on the business aspect of what makes sense to the right. dollar. But back so, back in them days, Cass was just doing it because like, yo, this is the right, this, this makes sense for us to do. Right. Musically, right? Exactly, right? Exactly. Art-wise, it's a dope collab. This is what this right. this makes sense. I always wanted to work with him, right? You know, right. I mean? it, it was a lot of that going exactly. on. Exactly. Or we True. or we met and like what you said, it was a vibe, right? And right. and we really kicked it. And it was like, yo, we gotta we gotta work, right? You know what I mean, right? Um, you know, I think that you're right. I think the the integrity of the collaboration got twisted, and I think it got twisted. I could I could kind of speak to where I think it started to take a spin, right? Right for 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 the collab because right now it's about it's it's not even collabs it's features and you do it for the streams if you can if if sixty percent of the songs on your album have a, a feature artist that get high streams and it's guaranteed that your album's probably gonna at least get a decent amount of streams right so that's what collabs are now to com- completely uh, no integrity. But uh, well, for the most part, right, right. But I think it started to take a turn around the Lil Wayne era when he was the hottest rapper in the world, and you knew throwing him on a song yes. was gonna get you yes. spin. Exactly, exactly. Facts, I agree. Exactly. Or and he That's was and he was doing it, and he was doing it, and T Pain too. He was doing it. They was just getting, and I don't, I, I don't. He was getting money. Well, I don't know whether Wayne was getting money for all those features. I know he was getting money for some of them. Uh, yeah, I think even Nas made a statement like that on the Godson album. What he said, put a famous hook. Put, wait, he said, put a famous chick on a hook. There you go with a platinum CD. So yeah. it's just like everybody yep. got on that wave of like, let's yep. just do the typical format so we can get a hit. Yep. Yeah, which diminished the novelty and that 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 feeling of suspense when you do see a feature, a right. collab between artists that you, you right. Really like. Yeah, I mean, think about think about how everybody's home was what you know what i'm saying was rocking when swiss beats dropped that joint that had um snoop yeah. dog and uh what was that what state your name yeah, gangsta yeah. snoop dog what yeah. was that joint oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. man um, bro gangsta. <laughs> right 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 you know what i'm saying so but uh it, it's it's a um yes it's definitely a lost thing we don't get a lot of that no more the, the features that are really meaningful features. meaningful yeah that's that yeah, right. right um right and 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 lastly just to uh just to also because i, I want to um just make sure i answer uh alan's question sure. you know correctly like as far as like collaborations and you know things that make sense in the behind the scenes yo bro you would be you know one thing about me when i used to rap is that I have my own process, right? And artists are very sensitive about their process because like you got some that take it a little bit more serious than others. And the, the ones that do take it more serious, they're very in tuned in an expressive manner that the average person can't identify with. And it's almost like you're speaking a language. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like you might take, and I, man, 
So for instance, you got these rappers that are boast and brag about, yo, I wrote my rap in like 10 minutes, 15 yeah. minutes, right? And that's fine. If that's your process, there's no right or wrong it's to fine. it. But right, if it's fine, <laughs> right? But don't judge, but, but don't judge me. If you see me off into the corner mumbling words or just, you know, in a chair rocking back and forth and you like, yo, what the hell is this dude doing? Bro, you, you don't know where, you don't know what I'm Bro. doing. That's really part of my mechanism of how my music come out. You know, it tripped me out yeah. when Jay-Z and other artists, you know what I'm saying? Like, it tripped me out when Jay-Z came out with the, uh, um, mm-hmm. the Blackout documentary, mm-hmm. right, on his last album. Yeah. And I remember when, whenever I used to collaborate with certain people, I could never like fully express myself creatively because I'm in my head of thinking like, damn, these, these niggas is going to judge me based on how I choose on how I write my music. Yo. And it bugged me out when I saw Jay-Z writing uh, the way you write, thinking of what mm-hmm. to say, right? <laughs> because he was, mu- there was no words. He laid out a base as far as the flow. And then the words came mm-hmm. out later. And it was somebody else that was talking about Michael Jackson. They were saying that Michael Jackson would create music based on yeah. sound. Like he'll go, did it, that, 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 bah, and then he'll fill <laughs> the words in. And that was my same process. But that's the way know, Kanye writes. When, exactly. And this is why I always respected artists that be like, they don't want a lot of people in their, in their sessions because the average person who doesn't dig deep like that, they can't understand right. that. So you create an uncomfortable environment for the artist that's trying to express themselves in a, in a certain manner. So the collaborating process is really like, like cherry picking. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you, you're careful of the type of energy you're bringing into your circumference so that you can get the best out of a session. That's you know a fact. It's funny because one of the things, one of the things that you said spoke to me, because I think that person that when you, when you get off in your zone and even if they finish in 10 to 15 minutes, right? And then they look over at you and you in your zone. That person that says something to be like, yo, what's going on with this dude? He's scared that you over there creating some fire. Exactly, that's his, bro. That's his exactly. fear speaking up. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's all that yeah. is. Yeah. That's all. He is over there shook like this dude is over there creating a monster. I've been finished. Maybe, maybe mine ain't good enough because he's still working. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it is. And if and if you would have let, if you would have let the way you feel about being judged make you act like him, you see what I'm saying? As soon as he said, right, as soon right. as he said he was finished, if you would have act like him, you say, "Bruh, I don't know how you wrote something that as quality as what I'm doing over here in 15 minutes," and then go get in your zone. Now, he, now he over right. here shaking and- in his boots, writing again. Exactly. You you don't you don't compromise your, your your own personal process trying to impress somebody else or think something wrrong Fact. with you because you focused on the right. next man. Exactly. Right. So it's just like yeah, that's 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 the crazy. You got to really it, it's it's funny. You're right. I had I because by the time I got into really being around creatives in that way, I was on the production side. So I you know I, I didn't never really have yeah. to judge. And then too, when I as a writer, it took me forever to write rhymes. Mm. You know, mm. like it took me forever to write a rhyme because I w- I never came up with like what you said the pattern first. I, I didn't come up with the right. pattern. I, I allowed the pattern and the words to come, and when I looked down after I was finished, it just so happened that it all made sense. Yeah, because because the pattern is really what you're laying down is the energy yeah. to the song. That's really what yeah. you're doing. Like so, when 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 the track first hit people, like damn, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that 
joint killed it. It ain't just the bars, it's the energy that goes behind the bars that you're delivering. Yeah, you know that's that? a fact. Um, that's a fact. I think that thing, collaboration is one of those things that uh really what you need is someone to I think what they did for y'all and something we talked about yesterday is someone to create the why and what for any project that you create and somebody to help you unless you unless you're an artist that comes with that already i think early create uh, collaboration begins with somebody to understand what that why is why are you creating this album and what is it that you're trying to say exactly um right right you know and then past that is is figuring out well maybe you need to say it like this it's and it takes a team of people to help you understand that i think sometimes Absolutely, because you know all songs, right. you know, really they're supposed to be a beginning, middle, and end. Um, in some cases, and I'm not gonna say that's all the time, but based based on specific people's artistries, when you're telling a story or you you want your album to uh, take a certain narrative, yeah. you have collective efforts of people of with ideas that will say, okay, you spoke on this, so when you get to the middle section or the hook. You know, the hook should be that so that when you get into this second verse right here, when you're going into this aspect that that's a continuation of the first verse, you know, everything has to be structured in a certain way. But I don't I don't I don't want to say it has to per se, because, you know, artistry should just flow that, you know, people should just do it naturally what comes to them. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you got cats like Griselda, who I think are the hardest hands down they, they they got the trophy mm-hmm. right now you feel what Easy. i'm saying but their but yeah. their content they're not focusing on singles they're not focused it's just basically we 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 bombarding the game whatever sticks to the wall that that's what we're going with Facts. you know what i'm saying and so that was always the way i wanted yeah. to do it too just monkey footed yeah and yeah and it's um something that y'all mentioned about collaboration which that's a big thing is Abe you mentioned the why and the what like mm-hmm. why are we doing this mm-hmm. like what do we what what do we want the music that we putting out there what message right. are we are we conveying you know what I'm saying but that is what, what goes into um, you know really the essence of this conversation which is anyone making music for artists you should have a team absolutely mm-hmm. It should have a team. And because there is, uh, and we talked about, we mentioned this in a prior conversation, there is no great album that we can point to where the person did it all themselves. Right. And even if you do do it all yourself, you, you're going to get to a point where you can only go, go but so far doing it yourself. I remember when uh, Nipsey Hussle was first coming out and he was talking about how uh, when he was doing it by himself, as far as like running to the mic, you know, laying his verse down. And then when he finishes, he's coming back and, you know, hitting the stop button and and then do, going through the pro tools and all of that stuff. But it, which was very impressive as hell and showed how hungry he was and he wasn't taking no for an answer. But before, but yeah. in order for him to get over a certain um, thresholds, like once he met the mark and you want to go surpass, now you got to get a team. You know what I'm saying? So he got the producer, yeah. he got the manager, he got the, the engineer he, and go. so forth. Right, because because look, anytime you do try to do it all, right, and that's why I'm glad you made that point. You will only go so far because at a certain point you're gonna need to bring someone in. Because what's gonna happen is 
trying to do it all taxes your creative expression Mm -hmm. because now my mind i gotta worry about damn i gotta run back and stop after my verse the pro tunes i should have someone doing it if i can see what i'm saying like you should be free when you're creating music you should be free to do what you do then bring in the other people that are experts to do what they do on the production side do what they do on the engineering side let him do what he do on knowing how to market the vision you right exactly you know what I mean? And then y'all all work as a cohesive unit and make great product for the right. That's a fact. Absolutely. That's a fact. I mean, you got to think about it. If 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 I have a, a if I'm making a beat or even if I went to school for web design, uh, it's because and this track that they had me on, you basically had to be able to code everything that you designed. And that very <laughs> much limited my what I would design because I had to be able to execute it. It's the same thing with making beats. If I make this beat and I know I got to be able to engineer, I'm only going to make what I'm capable of engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but if I have a professional right. engineer over here that, that has expansive knowledge on how to get the sound out of what I create, then I can expand what it is that I create. Right. Right. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. And that, and that, and that scales across your entire creative process. Right. True. Um, you want a professional. True. You, I mean, I don't change oil. <laughs> right. Go out with mighty keys or somebody. Right. It's somebody that really does that, and and I don't I don't cut hair. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? My BT right. is a is a is a master barber. I would I wouldn't dare pick up a pair of clippers and do this to myself. Right. You and know? a lot right. of that, and a lot of that also is being honest with yourself that you know you you know your limitations to a degree, right? Right. Because like, you know, I, I, you know, I also do film and TV. I'm an actor, but I'm not, I don't know um, the process of writing a script. Doesn't mean that I shouldn't learn. Doesn't mean that I shouldn't try it, but I've always felt like if you want to make the best of something, find the people in your immediate circle that the best at what you're trying to do in the department that you're trying to do it and everybody takes their role so in other words if al is nice with the camera game well he's my video man when i'm doing videos if you nice with the scripts you write in the scripts if i'm nice with the acting i'm nice with the acting and then we all formulate it together and before you know it we got we got that's the recipe for success right there exactly that is a fact that is a collaborative effort right yeah that's what you need in music and I and, and the funny thing is, is I think it really more than getting the product done. I think you ve- definitely need that collaborative collaborative effort to get it off the ground. Mm. You know, um, yes. you may be able to sit in your bedroom, make beats, record yourself. Um, you know what I'm saying, and engineer yourself, and really have this product that sounds stellar because you may be a musical genius. But the chances that you could do all of that and market yourself and talk and talk to enough <laughs> people to get people excited about your project on your own, slim. Very down. slim. Right. 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 So right. to get your product right. out of the bedrooms and into other people's bedrooms, you're gonna need a team. Right. And you know what's you know what's crazy? Um and and, and I and I guess I'll uh uh this is the uh the period to this to this um to to this topic that we're talking on right here, man, is like Bro, everybody thinks that, yo, the internet, like, oh, you just go on the internet and you guys get it cracking. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit sounds, that shit is easier said than done. Yeah. You know, there's actually people who skillfully know, you know, something as simple yeah. as a hashtag. Yeah. That's an art. 
or a skill rather. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you got you got to be connected with the right people to know how to how to exactly what you said, how to how to draw the eyes or bring the attention to you because the age of the internet is a skill. You know what I'm saying? And and, mm-hmm. and these baby boomers, man, they pretty much surpassing everybody, bro. Right. Right. I mean, it, it is definitely you going. It, it's it's being sold as. It's the same thing that they used to get sold back in the day. We ran up on such and such and spit for them. And next thing you know, we had a record deal and we was famous. Or we gave such and such our CD and they listened to it. And we got a deal and it was famous. That's all been lies the whole time. You know what I mean? Right. Just, right, right. So we got popping on the internet. We went viral this one time and all this good stuff. That happened maybe once. And when they saw that it happened once and kids enjoyed the story, they started replicating it. Right. You know right. what I mean? So you're right. Getting Getting popping on the internet takes the same kind of energy and team that you that it took to get popping back when we was trying to walk in these labels and hand out demos out. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um yeah. That's yeah, and it and it's really it's disheartening that the story is believed so much. Yes, it does happen, but the chances that it's gonna happen to you is slim to none. Like you need to anticipate putting in dead ass work for five to ten years to get on. Right. Right, and 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 that's the point right there. Yeah, maybe it did happen, you know, once out of the billion right. times, right? But the thing is, if people, it, I don't like the fact that it sells false hope, so which will then rob the work that's ethic. Exactly, it'll rob the work ethic. It'll rob the collaborative uh, effort. It, it's gonna rob a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is that that that's something that I've always respected about Damon Dash with Rockefeller Records. I remember one time in an interview he had stated that he never or I wouldn't say never, but I think he he did his best to try to keep Jay away from the business aspect of 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 what goes on that could ultimately interrupt an artist's creative process or, or their drive or their motivation. Because it gets nasty. And, you know, some of those mm-hmm. footages that we've seen, whether him or other people, that when it comes to the paperwork, yeah. when it comes to the, the the business standpoint, a lot of people just get turned off now on the music because of the business. Because the That's business, fact. to a degree, is like 90% business and 10% artistry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's usually, usually where the problems come in is where when, when the business isn't right or it becomes a little overwhelming for you to try to balance you know what i'm saying right and that's why many times on this show and age no we always flip it around we say it's not the music business we call it the right business the business music. of music right yeah it's just the business music right yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real because uh the funny thing is it, when, when you said that it something crossed my mind i think uh once you i think there's a there's a there's a nasty rock in a hard place or rub that you find yourself in, I think, with the music business. I think mm-hmm. once you once you enter, right? This is just a hypothesis, a theory, and it's a sidebar, so forgive me. But once you it feels like once you enter in, as long as you accept being screwed to a certain amount, you can stay away from the business side enough to enjoy being a musician. But okay. soon as, as soon as you cross over into the, the business, business side, side, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm I'm going I'm going to get what I deserve. <laughs> your life right. becomes miserable, right? 
Right, because now you're fighting another war, which is taken away. Because because now you're going to have to. And, it's about yeah. You know, like it's a nasty business. You're going to have to. Fight and they're going to make it hard on you for coming to get your money. Right. And yeah, and what they're going to like probably. Allow you exactly. You lose. You lose a lot of protections. It. You lose a lot of. You understand what I'm saying? Your life gets right. a lot harder when you decide to get your money right. from them. And, and basically, I won't say one way. To sum that up is Lupe Fiasco. He had to give it up. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. He wanted that. Yeah. He wanted what he owed. What he was owed. Got on the other side. Was like, oh, it ain't even worth that. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> right. That's interesting. That's, that's very interesting. <laughs> I'm good. Right. I mean, you know, and some people right. get on the other side. That- some people see what they're owed. Like Jay, he had a buffer. Saw what he was owed. Was kind of getting it, but took a. I mean, he had a buffer. Right, right, and and then and that's the I think Jay did it kind of an intelligent place. Now he's he has his own company, right? He has well multiple companies, but he wanted to get into. He was done. I mean, like he still put out music, obviously, right? But he does it on his own will, on his own accord. After you know, what I mean, and his lady is becoming because you can see the gradual mm-hmm. change. From reasonable doubt to the black album, he was more, way more business savvy, way more hands on into the business, and it kept developing, right? Until he 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 slowly moved himself into a predominantly a business type exec mm-hmm. role. After that, after the black album, he pretty and, much moved himself into a business role. Right, you know, and I think that that was kind of you know a smart way to do it because. <clears throat> It, had he done made that move too soon, we might not have gotten all the other. <laughs> we might not have gotten the quality of artistry. We uh, right, at that time. right. You're right. You're right. right. I agree. Yes, sir. I totally agree. I see what you're saying. I agree. <laughs> Damn. So now, so now we look at the age when he dropped his first album to the age he is now as the you know I mean owner. I guess you could say of Rock Nation. And what they got on, you know, it's a big difference. He gave himself enough room and time to grow and develop into, you know what I mean, a straight yeah. kind of a business. But you got to have icon. a certain level of artistry to stay around long enough to do that, too. Like, ah, that's, that's yeah, that's, not, that's yeah. not something that anybody could do. And I, and I really think that, <laughs> man, to a degree, I'll say that's, that's something that very few people are born with. Like, as I'm telling you, man, there was so much that I experienced you know, in that whole, you know, hip hop project movement that it was like, yo, how do these people still, f- well, at least the ones who are writing. And that's another conversation for mm. another time. But like, how do you continue the drive of producing great music when your mind is still boggled down with the business side of things? You understand what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. right. You got to right. be built for that, bro. The business side. And not only that, yeah. you still got life out here. Right. Like real life, yeah. your people's. And then the business yeah. is coming at you crazy, and you still able to create, like, uh, yeah, right. I know. And on and on top of that, because you're you're a multi platinum selling artist, you're always somebody's always watching you. So it's like we they don't have the luxury that the everyday Joe like you and I have, where we could just be to ourselves, not pick up our phones, or I'm walking down the street, nobody know me. Nah. But you got to deal with the masses bombarding you at a time where you still have to maintain a certain decorum because even that could work against you as an artist. Mm-hmm. If you leash out on a, on a, 
on a uh, on a fan or somebody that's respecting right. your work. So. Right. I think that what you just mentioned, Lou, I think is one of the reasons that we start to see started to see the great artists or the great teams go all the way away. Like those early uh, Rockefeller projects, mm-hmm. they was all in what the Bahamas or Miami somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Away. Right. And, uh, right. Yeah. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Everybody was in uh, in Hawaii. Um, the yeah. you know what I mean? Like they they go away and they right. they kind of shell off and create so they can get away from having to go to the grocery store for your girl or having to you see what I'm saying or, or, and be right. seen right. and having to deal with yeah. fans in that situation. You know, right. so it's be like somewhere real remote, like Wyoming. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> like Wyoming. And and then you can really lock in. And uh, but 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 what happens in those situations is you get the correct collaboration and you get that effort now. But what you get is a different vibe because your setting has changed. Right. Right. That's it. And that that's a that's a big um Right. That's but a major are, part. Are you able to channel process. what it is that you're trying to express from where you were, even though you in this space feeling comfortable as hell? You see yeah. what I mean? Are you still able to channel what it is that you're trying to... Well, the funny thing is, if you're expressing yourself, you ain't got to channel it. <laughs> right. Because cause, cause if it's yourself, that's your personal life experiences. Right. What you, what, whatever you've encountered in your lifetime, so it's going to be right. with you wherever you go. But we know nine times yeah. that, like the conversation we had earlier, shit, we all we all struggle with it. So the chances that that yeah. it's three of us on this phone and all three of us struggle with it. So the chances that ninety percent of the artists in the game ain't struggling with lying. So, you feel me? So all the <laughs> niggas is channeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to know what was some of the um, what was some of the producers? Were there any like um? Known producers that you all collaborated with when y'all was making songs? Yeah, ain't household names, I should say. We might have lost Lou. Lou. Lou, you there? We might have lost Lou. It say he connected, oh, okay. but I think right. we lost him. Alright. Uh, uh, I'm gonna send him another one. And see if he can see if he yeah. can log in again. And right. let's see. Yeah, right we are. Too. Oh, he he dropped off. Maybe he'll. I sent him one, and maybe he'll come right back in. And what? Remember that question you had just asked him about the uh, producers about the thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll give it a couple minutes. Yeah, there. Oh man, I, I was able to hear you. Yep, but, we hear. Um, y'all wasn't able to hear yep. me, but we about to change that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what happened to us earlier too. I was like, he could hear me, and I couldn't hear him at all. I don't know what that was, but it's, it's now we realize if we just stay on and send another invite from right inside the same right, call, right. it'll just keep recording. Mm, uh, okay, that's good. So, I, so I was asking Lou, what were um when you all was doing songs together, those, you know, the base core people of the hip hop project, what were some of the, uh, uh the, the producers, producers that we worked with, with were mainly like, like in-house names? producer, um, 
others for, that that we may have known personally okay. you know that type of thing like if you know t- you know canon might have known a, another producer that he felt was hot yeah. um but the one producer and, and we may have had others but the one that i do remember vividly was dj scratch so dj scratch actually mm. uh collaborated with us but he wasn't in like the in a session with us where he made the beat it was more of like yo i'm donating a beat to y'all and um he really took a liking to verse Mm -hmm. that was versus verse was his favorite so i think he gave verse the beat and on the uh the hip-hop project documentary um soundtrack uh verse was verse had dj scratch's track yeah Mm. yeah and it's been oh, okay. and it's been some years, oh, so I, okay. I, it so might have been there... a collaborative joint that I, I probably wasn't on. But if I recall correctly, um, a, yeah, it was it, it was definitely verse on the track. Okay, so was there an album? Yeah, we had an album. We had a soundtrack uh, for the documentary, and basically the the soundtrack just okay. um, Kazi just wanted us to like focus on certain aspects of everybody's life of what it was that we were going through and that was mm-hmm. just pretty much to kind of use as a therapy um because that's really what the art is for us for therapy mm-hmm. and, and for communication so you had you know canon um that mm-hmm. you know he he had his uh his um his song that pretty much talked about his moms who passed away from a uh, multiple uh, multiple sclerosis uh you had princess who talked mm-hmm. about uh her song um or her situation rather through the song about dealing with dealing with abortion. I think she had an abortion and I'm only talking about this because mm. she's stated this publicly. Uh, she, yeah, she, she, um, yeah, right. she had an abortion, I think right. at the age of 14, 15 years old. Um, and then you have myself and, you know, some mm-hmm. of my trials and tribulations that I was going through when I was uh, attending Shaw university and, you know, things going on at home. So yeah, everybody, everybody pretty much uh, did songs that were just away from the norm of what everybody was doing because we felt that there was an audience that hasn't been tapped into yet. So a lot of people who lost their moms at an early age were able to relate to Canon, and that song brought brought therapy and and comfort to them. Same thing with Princess. You have a lot of sisters out here who, you know, at the age of 13, 14, 15, got pregnant, had abortions. Their parents never knew, never, never knew it. And they've carried that burden. So, you know, they all, you know, identified with Princess and and so forth. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I see your song, Envy. I forgot. That's dope. Hey, so how, how long was you down here, Shaw? Man, I, I'm sorry. Repeat the question again. Man, I How was long was you down here? Two thousand to uh, two thousand and five, and um, okay, okay, so you spent yeah, a good bro, amount of time in Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I was there, man. It was, uh, you know, like the first two, three years, man. It was, it was, uh, it, it was beautiful, man. And then I kind of, you know, kind of ran my little course down there, man, and that things kind of took a turn for the worse out there, uh, which was like in the process of filming the hip hop project. Um, And I I got into a real dark Mm -hmm. space, man, of just like dealing with depression and, you know, questioning, you know, if, if music is what I wanted to do. Um, And much of that wasn't really highlighted in the documentary because the documentary, the documentary pretty much focused on stories that they felt would, would, would just more heavy for cinematic purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, mm-hmm. and of course, if you're interviewing for sure. For sure. and following yeah. eight people for about three, four years, 
Um, there's only but so much you can put in a film that's that's scheduled to last for like an hour and 45 minutes or two hours. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, good. It's just like any reality series. They're gonna they're gonna focus on certain characters, but they could have probably did four documentaries with you know what I mean, with all the information right. that they got from all the people that were involved. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, it's funny. I, I have um, uh, okay another question on uh, collaboration, right? Because because many people, uh, you haven't really really been on an episode like that. So we know that you uh, hip hop artist, but you're also an actor. Has been in like um, a lot of <laughs> movies. I I got your reel here at the house. On, <laughs> yeah. Of, of all yeah. the times he was on. Oh, where? On, man, which, brother, which, pick which one. one. Which one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so man. You, I was like all of them. Yeah, SVU, I was on the all of the franchises intent, like, of of Law and Order: Criminal Intent, SVU, and then the oh. the regular Law and Order. Um, I've. Okay, so there's a there's a fact that I've seen you oh, yeah, you, because I've seen yeah, you all definitely the caught the wave master. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know I did. Pro, hey, what was the pro, what was the one when you was in the uh, apartment? Like you was trying to rob. Nah. Like he was drunk at nah, 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 nah. He's got shot. Wait, you said well, that was Law and Order? Oh, that oh, that's something else. Nah, I don't think. Nah, there was so, uh, there wasn't an episode where I got yeah, shot. I know, there, I know there was an episode where they were about to shoot me. I think I was like, uh, I was supposed to be like <laughs> moving drugs or something like that, and I, I got I got busted by the police, and then the police okay. tried to use me as a sting operation. So basically, I was like an informant on that episode. To it, yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh man, they had you. They had you. Right, yo, Sorry, please give me less time, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, but what, what I wanted to ask is like, because mm-hmm. you on like both sides of like the arts, right? Like, what is what is is there any? Um, I wanted to know like just kind of a compare and contrast. Like, how is the collaboration of working an actor and you're working with various other professionals, like right, videographers, directors, etc. How does that? translate when working as an artist working with producer engineer you know uh like your, the other actors on your set acting in the man scene, al you, like you know what's interesting bro people don't really realize how much so of a compa- speak, of a comparison act the act the acting businesses with music because like you figure you know as a rapper you need a beat right and if you need a beat you need a producer so it's the same thing with like, you know, like the, the, the person who lays out the foundation of a film or a TV show is the writer and the actor is like the rapper. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And it's the same, the same elements in mm. acting is the same elements yeah. with, um, with uh, TV. You know, you might get along with some people and you may not, and you got to figure out how to, you know, how to work that out. You know what I'm saying? Because camera picks up energy. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same, mm, it's the mm-hmm. same fundamentals, just in the fact that now you gotta act your way through a situation, whether it's pleasant or whether it's not pleasant. I remember one time there was this project I worked on. I'm gonna keep this anonymous, uh the, mm. the name of the project anonymous, but in in uh in acting, rule number yeah. one is you never tell another you never tell another actor how to act. That's the director's job. 
and you never tell, you never right. talk to another actor about their lines. So I had this dude who was on set who was like close friends with the director. Mm-hmm. And uh homie went up to the director. He had like one line in the movie. He went up to the director and basically told him that he got a problem with the lines. Not not my acting, but he had a problem with the lines that I was saying. So the director then went and turned around mm. and chopped my lines up to accommodate the other actor that had nothing to do with my lines. You know what I'm saying? So little little shenanigans like that. Yeah. So the same hate, envy, jealousy, little the same thing in the music. That thing transpires on TV Man. as well, bro. It's in film as well. Right. I want to go last. I want to go last on the song while he get this beat and exactly. I didn't get that beat. Like that kind of foul stuff. Man. But it, 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 you know, it's funny. I, 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 it, it makes me think about something that I, I saw recently. Um, and it's it just, you know, kind of similar to that, bringing it back on the music side. When Petey Crack, he was in a Vlad interview and he was talking about, um, this is talking about the Rockefeller breakup right. type thing where that was kind of first started unfolding. Right. But he was saying he was oblivious. He ain't really know what was going on mm. until Bleak put him on to what's, you know, what's about to happen. But he said he had a song, he did a song. Um, I forgot the song because the song came out, but Cameron versus on it. Cameron ended up, he, he wanted Cameron right. on the verse, so Cameron got on the verse, right? So then he said they, they he was at, baseline, um, right? I forgot which yeah. studio. Um, probably baseline. Yeah, he said Jay came through and he was excited. He was like, yo, listen. <laughs> it was like, yo, listen, listen to this joint. He played a joint for him and uh, he said he was vibing to it like, yo, this this joint fire. He said, as soon as Cam wow, was yeah. on, he said, but yo, but look, look, I'm just saying, so that's so it's dark side of all of the, the arts, right? Because it was like when um, the same thing happened when he was out in, um, he had flew out to Cali and he said he had the CD of the song and he said he played it for Beanie. All right, and he was like, yo, they rocking to it, rocking to it. He said the same thing that Jay did. He said as soon as Cam verse came on, he took it. He said he he said he politely took the CD Damn. out of the player, Damn, broke bro. it, and said, get that the fuck out of here. <laughs> he was like, he, he was like, I'm like, yo, yo bro, let, 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 let me tell you, man, in, in both of these yeah. spectrums, yeah. man, yo, man, the biggest disease in there is ego. Because what happens is a lot of time these mm-hmm. dudes be battling with each other. It's just not said. No one is talking nothing, but they understand what's going on, them two. And it's kind of a dangerous place to be in because mm-hmm. that way, because some it's almost like both both artists are trying to set the bait on some eye. Right, if he go at me first, it's fair game now. But both are thinking the same thing at the same mm-hmm. time. And that's kind of like a situation where it's like the parents never never let the children know what's going on in the domestic area of the marriage you understand what i'm saying right exactly but they can exactly. feel it yeah you might not they they might not right. explicitly know that y'all what y'all arguing about or even that y'all have had an argument but they can feel exactly that y'all have had an argument like, exactly so, right so, so when the here, acting you know business I mean? like, is the yeah. same way you might you might run into uh an actor that 
constantly see at at your auditions. You know what I'm saying? And and now one act is feeling a certain kind of way, like, oh damn, this person always getting booked, or damn, they might book him or whatever the case is. And it's like this low key animosity of I'm better than you. This dude, this dude ain't that good, or trying to get you out of your element so that you don't do a good job at the at the auditioning room. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's true. That's true. Man. It's yeah. just hey. I mean, I've been I've been off the game for a long time, like as far as like having a production running my studio and all this stuff, production company. And I still over the last two or three years have had conversations with people that feel some type of way that they wasn't quote unquote right. signed right. to us. Right. And I'm talking about this is hmm. this is ten years ago. Hmm. What is y'all talking about? Right. You know what I mean? Like 10, 12 years ago. Like, why are we still having this conversation? But I mean, the people people feel away and they yeah. and they carry it and they do things with it and they, you know. That's and it comes out in the music. Comes out yeah. and you can feel it and hear it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Collaboration, bro. So so what's the I I think I think you summed it up, man. Ego is the is the one thing that is held in check most when you have good collaboration and it's the one thing that ruins yeah what could or be great collaborations I you think. can even learn from it because it's yeah. not like ego is something that's just like you know the worst of us can get it you know the best of us can have an ego issue but the thing is mm-hmm. are you going to be honest enough with yourself to acknowledge it and then grow or mature out of that so that you can be uh, mm-hmm. a better conduit of whatever it is you're trying to produce you know and that kind of like is what I laid out in the song, you know, Envy uh, that I had did for the hip hop project because it was like I was dealing with an ego. I was caught up in, you know, the look at me, you know, I'm I'm ill, I'm nice, I'm the best. And while everybody was making that slow progress and transition, I felt like I was like the outcast because I wasn't necessarily doing what every, whatever, where, where the team wanted to go. I was thinking more I rather than thinking team, you know what I'm saying? And when I finally mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. grasped that, um, I produced I produced that song, which in house everybody was like, "Yo, this this shit is real." Like, do you know? Like, they respected the honesty and they saw the growth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, though. Right. That's what that when you we said that yesterday. Right. When you have a a goal in mind and you execute it, and then you present it to people. To an audience that should understand what you were trying to execute, and they get it, right. and you did, you made a good yeah. song, and the, and yeah, and those are the songs that people right. you, know? you know love to hear, man. So when you when you hear like, um, you know, songs like Nas, what was that song he did on Realest Nigga? I think it was called Realest Nigga Alive, and then he had this other song called Right, and then he had this other yeah. song called um, Rise and Fall, yeah. where he talked about his his you know his weed habits, you know. Uh, spending yeah. money frivolously, you know, he had no management, no car, no respect, and how he went to the bottom because mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, acting professional, and and how he was able to obtain it back mm. once he learned the lesson. You know, that's 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 where the jewels are at, man. Everybody doesn't, yeah. you know, gravitate towards the same thing over and over and over. Like I want to learn, so it's so when when you got rappers that that drop these type of songs on on life issues that we aren't really taught, you know, that means much when you're, when you're going through it as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's what yeah. music is really for. Yeah, that's what it's for. Especially hip hop. Especially hip hop. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't I don't remember past the sixties and maybe even the fifties, sixties and seventies maybe, where the music was it's like our music was something that could speak to something that you was literally going through right. other than a relationship. You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> 80s R&B or soul music was all I love you, your girl, uh, you know what right. I'm saying? Tonight. Yeah. One version of that. You know what I mean? And, and But hip hop allowed us to right. be a little bit more expansive in what we were saying in the story right. that we were telling. And, and I don't think we would have had that without it. So the fact that we like we always make the thing that hip hop raised us. A lot of people I've heard a lot of people say that. You know, like hip hop raised me. Um yeah. didn't necessarily raise me, but it but it damn sure gave me some of them jewels when I probably should have had a grown ass man telling me what the truth should have been. Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it didn't raise me, but it definitely right. was a stand in for some of the morals. And you have to correct that. And if, if we wouldn't have had to correct it if the music had been correct right. in the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? True, so, true. back to that what and why. Not that all the music has got to be, you know, conscious and and there can't be no lies in it because it is entertainment. But to back to the top of the conversation, I respect the fact that somebody was willing to sit down and say, okay, there's a different way to present this art right. and it still be hot and convince y'all to do it right. at young at a young age. Yeah, that's that's dope. That's 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 beyond collaboration you know what i mean that's yeah. like i don't know y'all you man i, 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 I was shit, man. I, yeah. I thought i was gonna go in bro i was waiting for some of you know the the, the questions of the, the hip-hop project bro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah before we um but I, I did want to know if you uh, like what okay, was the okay. update? Because see, this is the thing when y'all was pre, pre, we we saw the documentary, um, so we became familiar with each of you and the story, or you know some of the main stories that you talked about. Um, but what have some of you done since then? Like I know you continuously you've been acting, you know what I mean. But what are some of the others? And I was familiar with the first back. Uh, back doing smack yeah. DVDs was popping I remember first battling Jen so when I think of first of the improv project I think of his battle with Jen on smack mm. smack DVD so like kind of what is like and I and you and I do remember although you had to remind me about it I do remember that yeah yeah actually uh, yeah first Bad had a contract with uh with Puffy um at the around the time uh we like sort of wrapped up the hip hop, like once we finished the documentary in the sense of like, all right, cut. Now it's about to go into the editing room. Um, he he had a deal with mm-hmm. with, with Puffy because he was on the uh, I think La Familia album that he did. Remember, there was like an album where it was like a black and white album. Everybody was dressed mm-hmm. in white. Um, yeah, yeah. He was a uh, yeah. He was part of that project, and um, right. he was trying to get out of the deal. And Puffy wasn't trying to let him go. And then ultimately, they worked some stuff out, and and uh, verse left. Uh, left 
bad boy. Um, but in terms of where he's at now, um, he's he's still recording. He's doing music. He's doing shows. You know, on a more local level. But you know, he's in a he's in a good space right now. So I say that. Um, Divine, yeah. man, what isn't Divine doing? Man, yeah. Divine at one point was working with Ralph Lauren. Um, and he, he had a, a, a cl- he had a, like a, it was Damn. like a venture cause he had a, a youth organization called team revolution. So team revolution, uh, basically partnered up with, with Ralph Lauren Polo and Polo had basically distributed some Polo clothing with the team revolution logo on it. Um, then, then, uh, divine ended up on the back of the Dorito potato mm. chips bag promoting, you know, team revolution. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. And, that's and now he's basically like a phil- uh, philanthrop, uh, yeah. a philanthropist, basically. So he's he's all he's all over the place, traveling, speaking in different arenas, yeah. coming up with like different um, uh, approach with the youth. Same same kind of platform as far as like the creative aspect of things, yeah. and, you know, giving the youth opportunities and stuff like that. So. You know he's doing that. Um, you got Princess. Uh, she's like an activist in her community. Uh, she lives like upstate New York, so she's very hands-on with like the politics of what goes on as far as like the district. You know, city councilman. Um, her and Ty actually had a daughter together. Uh, Dream, yeah. So Dream was oh, born wow. with a. I think she was born with sickle cell, and uh, she basically mm-hmm. overcame it. And they passed a law in her name that's called the Dream, the Dream Law, that is some something to do with that. I wasn't really too like in depth with it but uh her name is very well respected in the mm-hmm. community that she's in um you got um who else who else canon canon is like behind the scenes now so he writes a lot of songs for a lot of artists i'm not going to say who the artists are because i don't know if they want that information out there but my man is crazy with the pen game so he's back and forth to la a lot uh he does mm. a lot of beats um you have to tell us when we rap. When we rap, we want to know. Yeah. yeah, man. So he so he's working with a lot of different artists. And uh then you got Kazi. Kazi moved to LA. So he's out there um doing like a lot of these uh these uh these platforms where like you get a lot of people to come in and you discuss about relationships and you know things of that nature. So he's self-employed, man. Mm. You know, he's he's a he's a do do for self kind of brother. Um, and then who else? And then I think you got a nice. live wire okay. who came in a little bit later, um, with the hip hop project, you know, he's still rapping. He had a, uh, he had did a song and a video with Joe buttons. Um, and that's pretty much about it for mm. the most part. And myself, you know, I'm, I'm still doing film and TV. Uh, you know, I just got back Thank from you. Europe collaborating on a project that, uh, we, we plan on writing soon. And I got another film that I'm going to be working on in Detroit around June, July, Hopefully, with this you know whole Corona situation going on, so right now, what was um, uh, yeah, appreciate that update, man. That's just good. It's always, always whenever I see documentaries or things like that, I right. be wanting mm-hmm. to know like, what was after, yeah. like, what came of the people. You know what I'm saying? So, so I appreciate that. Um, what was there was a show that was supposed no. The to show was show called that the, you were working on. It, that was actually it was called uh, we had did a TV pilot um, what was called the, name the, of that the show Inner Circle, right? And the Inner Circle was pretty mm. much okay. dealing with like recovery. Okay. So you got these different people who got these different ailments. Like I, you know, I was I played a a baseball player from the Detroit Tigers named Jose Cruz, who was dealing with alcohol abuse. 
And then you might have had this person dealing okay. with, you know, crack or whatever the case may be. And this one over here, you know, she she got molested when she was a child. So you got all these different individuals together in one room. And we're just showing what the rehabilitation process looks like. You know, when a person's on course or doing good, but then some misfortune happens and now they relapse, you know, and what's what's that process like? And that's pretty much what the uh, what the inner circle was. So we're in the process of trying to get that show picked up. You know, we got it over at BT um, and a few other platforms that we're trying to get it distributed. So see how that goes. Yep. Nice. Nice. We'll be blessed yes, on sir. all that for sure, bro. Um, absolutely. That's why it is good to hear the update, yeah. though, man, because um, I'm definitely hoping people right. listen to this. Um, or just off my recommendation, go watch the movie, man, because it's absolutely it's definitely absolutely. fire. Definitely yeah. fire. But um, anything else you got, Alan? Nah, is there anything? I, I'm good. I'm man, good. brother, is there it's a little, it's a, to share with us a little before we close it out. I mean, from yeah, from hip hop project, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, we're open now. We, we yeah, got time. Got time. Got time. right. Um, no, I mean, I think, I think for the most part, as far as like <laughs> what was being asked from like the business standpoint and everything, um, you know, collaborating and stuff like that, um, I, I think I shared what, what was needed to be shared. Um, yeah, oh, oh, okay. Now, now that's, I'm glad you said that. I don't know why I didn't think this earlier. Did you man, brother. Um, I mean, it is what it is, man. Is that Pandora's um, box? I we did know. get paid, um, but see, I want to, I want to kind of like put that in perspective, right? Because a lot of us, we thought one thing moving forward when we first started the documentary when they were filming us, right? And 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 trust me, when it, when when you walking around and you got cameras on you and, and there's people watching you, like yo, who the hell is this person? And it, it it already starts to set a certain precedence in your mind, like yo, this thing is gonna be bigger than life, right? And um, we were all under mm-hmm. the impression that we were going to get paid right. a substantial amount, and that substantial amount, I would I would have to say, was kind of based on an assumption rather than facts. So when it came mm-hmm. down to us mm-hmm. getting paid, um, to the production team's credit, um, there wasn't really much to pay out because you have to think about it, right? Like, like documentaries don't fill up movie theaters. Like it's not like a like a movie like like a right. Marvel movie or or like a, a a Rocky or a Creed movie where you're gonna you know tickets are sold out. Nobody that doesn't at least not in the history of documentaries that I've seen. So that movie, the documentary, came out right. in selected theaters, right. and um, we we got we got paid. Right. I'm not I'm not gonna put that portion of it out there, but we got paid in a, in a manner where it was like it caught everybody by surprise. Like yo, what? And and then in order for us to right. receive the payment, it was more of like a we'll give it to you in a scholarship form. And I'm like, wait a minute, how the hell are you paying me in a scholarship? I'm a grown ass man that graduated out of college. I might have been filming me while I was in college, but I'm I'm grown. I got I got real bills. Right. So that's that's kind of um that right. was kind of like one of the things <laughs> that after everything was done, it kind of left everybody with a, more questions than answers, so to speak. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then you I know, see how um, that takes place. man, and again, you know, the business um, can ruin relationships. A lot of relationships didn't really stay as tight as we as we thought they would. You know, there were little falling yeah. outs and stuff like that. I know I myself at one point um, just got done with with uh with the with the way things were going and I left and um so one of the one of the persons that actually uh occupied my seat in my absence I don't know if y'all remember uh Theophilus London Yeah so Theophilus mm, London basically uh filled in that gap mm-hmm, um yeah. who at that time went by the name uh Caps and then you know he he, he later on evolved into uh, Theophilus London and and you know basically blew up on the in, on the Europe scene so Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm, okay. Okay. That is interesting. Yeah. I didn't know he yeah, came yeah, through yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't know he came through that. And I didn't. I, I don't. I still don't know his music. Well, they. Well, well, in Europe, they know him. He. He was. He was. I mean, he made. He made a lot. Of, a lot of bread in Europe, bro. Oh. I, I know who he is. Don't get me wrong. I know exactly who he is. And I've listened to a really good interview mm. with him on It's the Real. Right. That's kind of how I got familiar with him. But I didn't I know I really, I don't know the music, but I know, you know, what he's done. So I definitely can I, I, I right. believe that right. that he got paid. Because, <laughs> you know, they don't really talk <laughs> right, to you right, just right. about it anyway. Yeah. So Yeah. And so But everybody's cool for the most part. Okay. Um Cool. I have spoken to some. I speak to Divine more than anybody else. Okay. Um, Princess, I speak to like once in a blue moon. Kazi, you know, we interact with ourselves on on Instagram. Um, what was interesting is though, the dude uh, Scott Rosenberg, fun funny dude, mm-hmm. man. Like I ran into him. I was coming from Chicago, and uh, we ran into each other on a flight. So as as uh, as I'm boarding the plane, he was already sat in um in first class. So I'm walking by first class and I see him mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, snap. So while we waiting for people to put their luggage, you know, on the overhead and you got like that little window to, you know, chop it up. I'm like, yeah, let's keep in contact. Give, give me a map. Yeah. So he pulled his phone out on some text me when I give you my number. So when I see your text come up, I can lock you in. So right when he said, I'm going to give you my number, he interrupted himself and was like, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to just give you my email. So I looked at dude. I said, your email? Wow. I said, nah, bro, you good. Don't, don't even worry about it. And I just literally walked away from him. And there was no words after that because, I, you know, we had to go to the uh, baggage baggage claim area. So we, we was in each other's, you know, presence. Yeah. And it was no words after that. So I, I just felt like, come on, bro, don't, don't try to hit me with that shit, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> we, we, yeah. Talk nice, man. <laughs> but I feel you though. You right. ain't got to talk about what I'm gonna right. do with your email, bro. Like I'm not. I don't have right, anything right. to ask of you. That's what you do with your email. Right, right, right. So I was you, just I like, man, email. whatever. Later for that. Yeah, that's a bit nuts. Yeah, I feel you though. I, I can see that. Damn. Yeah, that's a good little good little story from the. Uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Keep that same <laughs> energy. <laughs> <laughs> right, talk your shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, facts. Oh man, but shoot, man, but y'all think we good on this one? Uh, I don't, I didn't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, wrap up too early because I know it's a good conversation. 
Nah, I, I'm so I, I think we're good on it. Nah, bro. Now nah, I'm all planed out, man. Let's look out. Nah, but man, for, for sure, man, we appreciate you always supporting the podcast, always trying mm-hmm. to connect us with certain people uh, to be on the show. Uh, you know what I mean? You've been my. Man, they, they, that's a, another podcast within itself, man. They, they don't even know the history. Well, over out. 10 years. Right, right, right. Yeah, we got to do that show. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but thank you for taking time out today and uh, coming on just to share with us, you know, some in, you know, deeper insights into that movie and some behind the scene information that people right. would not have known just from looking at mm-hmm. the documentary alone. Uh, so we definitely appreciate it. That's what's up, man. Well, I thank this, y'all for having me. It's always episode. a pleasure. And Al, um, be sure to uh, follow up with me. We could try to um, talk about that other show we just we just spoke on. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure, for definitely. sure. We'll do. All that. right. With that being said, um, I'm gonna ask y'all to go to Instagram and Facebook and follow us at Conversate for a few. Uh, make sure you go to whatever your favorite DSP is. I don't care if it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Anchor, and follow or subscribe to Conversate for a few. Um, rate the show five mics or five stars or whatever you like. Um, share the show with your friends because that's the only way they're going to know that we here is if you let them know. Leave us a comment, man, and let us know what you think about the topic and let us know what you think about what we said about the topic. Um, Stay tuned for the limited edition Futane Clan merch. I promise it's coming once all this uh, corona is out of the way. And it's going to have an empty TDK, Maxell, Memorex, Sony, uh, whatever. But it's going to be right. empty. You put your episodes of Conversate for a few on there. Uh, I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome, man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen, relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end, no Fridays for me Tune in, please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few.